welcome to the session. And we are going to do something different today. I'm hoping we can be interactive. And in a way, I'm kind of starting from scratch here. So the question I'll throw and the challenge I'll give everybody is let us for a moment have a blank mind on whatever conception, ideas um, we have about what the Hindu tradition or the Indian tradition has been about. And especially for people who are watching this who are less familiar with, with the Indian tradition, I think this will be a very useful exercise. But for people who are more familiar with it, it might be even more useful because we have more a lot of stereotypes. So we have a clear your mind. And with that clear mind, let us see if we can, um, if anybody wants to guess, what are the essential questions uh, that interested uh, ancient Indians? Um, and why are they relevant to us today? And of course, there are a lot of questions. So I've picked three. For each of these questions, I want to ask ourselves, you know, there is this whole context and background of is the Hindu tradition, is the Indian tradition a religion? Um, and I've been a very um, keen student of Balagangadhar's work in from Belgium, where he's talking about um, the notion that trying to use the category of religion to the Indian traditions uh, creates nonsense. It doesn't really work. So for each of these questions, we can ask this question, what is the nature of this question? So I'll just go right out and say, there are three interesting questions that have grabbed our attention. And the first question is very simple, which is who is asking the question? Who am I? Who is it that is in this mode of inquiry? And this is a very, very central question of the Indic tradition, who am I? So, like we said, first we will ask about this. Is this a question of science or is this a question of religion? Where does this question, who am I, categorize into? Would you categorize this into a scientific question? Or would you categorize this into a religious question? And my take on this is that if you take the Western categories of how they split up science and religion, it actually doesn't really fall into either one of them. If you look at science, it really has not asked who the observer is. It may be asking in a in a particular context, like Heisenberg says, you know, in the in the uncertainty principle, that as soon as you you have an external observer, that observation itself has some impact on the measurement of the particle, and therefore we cannot you, we can either measure the position or the velocity of the of the of the the particle. Um, so the 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 question is that in the broader scheme of things, not just looking at the subatomic particle, is science really asking who is the observer? Who is the ultimate observer? Because science in some senses is reducing everything into what it can directly get through sensory input, through the five senses, or through instruments that also translate other things into the five senses. Right? So maybe you cannot see you know, UV radiation through the five senses, but you can have an instrument that measures it and that measurement will then be received by the five senses. So one or the other way it is reduced to that senses. So it never really asks the question, who am I? Who is the observer? And neither does religion ask the question because religion, from religion point of view, God has given some commandments, God has given some tablets and uh, the assumption is already there. They're, they're human beings that God is giving this to. And so that question of who am I is not really a question. It's not really an inquiry other than what is the account that is received from, from this God. So that, that I would, I would vouch is the 
first question that is that is a very central question for us which is who am i and i would also vouch that this is really a an essential human question doesn't go into the kind category of science or religion but if you are to do a first principle inquiry an inquiry from first principles so i'll give you a thought experiment i remember thinking of this thought experiment when i was i just entered engineering and i was i was uh, in computers and i was kind of grappling with this idea let us say right now i take all of your senses and i connect the op- the optical nerve to a computer i connect the the Uh, the uh, you know auditory nerve to a computer i take each of those senses i have a, a skin cover so all of the sin- skin sensory input is also coming from a computer right so i take all of the sensory inputs and i and i can connect it to a computer so at that moment i can completely generate the world for you right i can make you see uh, what i want you to see i can make you hear what you want to hear i can make you have touch sensations the way i want the touch sensations now this is the interesting question how do we know that that is not the world we are in right now how do we know that we are not in that computer simulation right now what would be the starting point of knowing and it's very interesting the movie matrix actually plays with this idea in some ways right so the only thing that we, where we can start that inquiry as a scientific inquiry and i'm hearing here using the word scientific in a much broader sense than sort of the dimensions in how western science looks at it in if if i was a real uh, it was a real inquiry i say that all of my senses can be somehow generated for me then what is left and who am i and who is it that the one that asked this question so that's um where i'll kind of leave that i would also uh, have this favorite poem by adi shankara which is the nirvan shatakam and again we are not really able to answer the question who am i but in the nirvan shatakam we are able to say things like uh you know shivoham uh, shivoham but then he says ek ek cheez ko wo lekar kehte hain ki main ye bhi nahi hu main main ved bhi nahi hu main jati bhi nahi hu main main dharm bhi nahi hu main apni ye jo panch indriyan hain wo bhi nahi hu to har ko wo nakar dete hain ki ye sab main nahi hu itna hi bol sakte hain ki ye to nahi hu so we are only able to to say that all of these things that are attributed to me all these properties all these labels i am a man i am i am a this i am a father i am a student i am a ceo all these labels that are put on me and he goes so far as to say now na vedo na mantra so in any religious system you would never be able to say na vedo the mantra in the sense of a holy book <clears throat> one time i had a had a christian evangelist on twitter trying to evangelize to me and uh, and he said oh you know uh, we have a very simple way to moksha you believe in jesus you are going to get moksha so i said wonderful have you gotten moksha so he says yes so i said then you can throw away your bible because uh, you know if you if you if you if you reach the state of enlightenment you don't need all this so you'll be able to say like adi shankar is saying no na vedo na mantra he didn't come back after that so so this is one of the interesting things that that uh, interesting central questions you know there are very sterile debate that happen uh, you know about uh, if you look at the debates that happen in the west you know god exists doesn't exist i i find that is a very very silly question like that is not even an interesting question to us it's like saying do pink elephants dance or don't dance like who cares right these are this is not the question that engaged the indian mind later on people started made categories and tried to map nastik to atheist all that but it's not very interesting those are not the interesting debate interesting debate is who am i the second interesting question since we 
have to have to move on this is who am i and then then i start to say okay there is an experience here and what is real what is real about the experience there's an experiencer and an experience what is real so that is another very central question and you will see over and over again this notion of what is real keeps coming back in different forms of discourse and this is true across the indic traditions so here it's not just hindu tradition hindu buddhist jain sikh all of these traditions are grappling in some way or the other with some of, with these questions so what is real so again if we have a priori assume that sense perception is reality which sort of 19th century science uh, starts off with but then when you get into 20th century science and you going to get into quantum reality and all those things and now you are getting into neuroscience where you realize that really everything that you are seeing is a construction the brain is constructing this reality so more and more this question we are now returning to the 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 fundamental indic question which is what is real right so how is this again now i'll come back to that question i'm going to ask for each one of these questions what is real is this a religious question or is it a scientific question can you classify this into a religious question or a scientific question what is real so again we have to go back to the drawing board it doesn't really fit into either of those two paradigms right from a religious point of view they there they've been given a text you believe in the text and what is said is 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 there and and that is the end of the story from a scientific question science is kind of like going on this quest to unpeeling the layers of the onion but because it lacks that center that experience of the self it is also somewhat lost in this question that i'll give you an example one of the points that there are two points that the, the indic tradition makes somewhat in a different way so in the western debate it is does god exist now anybody who's a indian who claims to be an atheist i always tell them first you have to become a christian to become an atheist why is this because in the indic tradition we say everything that exists is brahman ashtavakra gita says everything that exists and which is beyond existence also is brahman all there is is brahman okay so if you translate brahman to god how would you even formulate the question does god exist when i have made the statement that everything that exists is brahman right so that question itself becomes meaningless it has no those questions are coming from a certain discourse that arises in the west um, and it arises in abrahamism which has really very little relationship to us you know god exists doesn't exist is like a silly question right so brahman is all there is this is what we are saying and then the other thing that they're saying is the this is the there's all kinds of like nuanced debate that is happening on the nature of reality for instance what is real what is sat we go to that and we say anything which is impermanent which means that anything that in the timeline has a for limited duration is not real or is relatively not real compared to the sat of satchitananda so what we are saying is that anything that exists in time in that sense becomes not real and therefore the real cannot exist right because as soon as there is existence that existence happens in time and therefore the real as soon as it enters existence this is a problem so we've got both both parts of this firstly we are saying all that exists is brahman there is nothing else but brahman and at the same time we are saying what is real cannot really come into existence 
because then it would be in time and it would be temporal. Okay, so those are that's the second question. And now we'll do a third question, and this third question is again very relevant, and and we'll ask the same question of it: Is it a religious question or a scientific question? And this question is: How can I be happy? How can I be happy? So, is this a scientific question or is this a religious question? Again, the Indic thought does not fit into either of these two categories. Today, you might say, "Well, this is a question of psychology," but again, psychology has a limited view uh, of of uh, of the nature of reality. Western psychology. So. how can i be happy this is one of the essential quests who am i what is real how can i be happy right if you look at the, the what is religion religion simply talks about getting into some kind of pleasure house they call heaven ha uh, heaven jaisa kotha jaisa lagta hai uski agar description sunoge to unlimited booze and women hai na to that kind of description so we are already have a religious answer to this that you are happy by quote believing in god but what does that give you it gives you uh, this pleasure house access to this pleasure house so pleasure is the only understanding of happiness in that sense in the indic tradition it's very interesting we have this notion of prayers and shreyas we recognize pleasure and there is no we don't there is no notion of sin and non sin we recognize that there is pleasure but we also recognize that this pleasure is temporary that this pleasure is fleeting and so once we have indulged in the pleasure if we are wise maybe without needing to indulge too much on it and if we are less wise like me maybe after some indulgence we get to realizing that the pleasure that i am obtaining is temporary and then the second question arises how can i have a more permanent state of happiness and this is the other very very essential question which is the shreyas from prayers to shreyas shreyas is that where the happiness can last for a long time and prayas is that which gives me happiness now but sorrow later maybe and shreyas is that which gives me happiness that that might be actually give me discomfort now maybe i have to do sadhana to do meditation but it gives me happiness that is lasting for a long time so again how can i be happy this is an essential human quest in fact i would say it's an essential to the fabric of the universe itself even even an even a even an animal has a sense of being happy and comfortable if it's in an uncomfortable spot it will move to a find a more comfortable spot to sit on right a cat will find this place to curl up because it's comfortable and happy so this happiness is in in the innate nature of things this is why we say loka samasta sukhino bhavantu let there be happiness in all the lokas all the lokas and this is you know all these lokas are intermixed we are not saying let humans be happy let humans have dominion over nature uh, let my tribe be happy let my particular country be happy let my particular people who belong to my religion be happy no we are saying loka samasta sukhino bhavantu all the lokas let all the lokas be happy and in one way you can look even this these are the lokas we have the the you know we have humans and animals and and uh, viruses that are now uh, running riot but we've been attacking viruses we've been um, you know wiping them out with antibiotics and pesticides and all kinds of microorganisms so that loka also has its own own reaction its own its own uh, dynamic and that loka in some sense is reacting now to everything that we've been uh, subjecting it to so loka samasta sukhino bhavantu and then on a very personal level 
हाउ कैन आई बी हैप्पी हाउ कैन आई बी हैप्पी द अमेरिकन स्लोगन इज लाइफ लिबर्टी एंड द परस्यूट ऑफ हैप्पीनेस दिस इज एक्चुअली नॉट अ वेरी इट्स क्वाइट अलाइन टू इंडिक थॉट एक्चुअली life liberty and the pursuit of happiness if you could actually understand it in the broader broader sense so in fact i teach a program uh, my guru is shri shri ravi shankar i teach this program uh, of the art of living it's called the happiness program so it's very interesting the how guruji named it that he called it the happiness program because happiness is a very central quest and a very central question of the human existence how can i be happy so maybe shall we shall we go ahead and experience uh, some of the meditative states so one of the there are many different paths of course so then you know once we have these questions then the the notion of panth arises so for instance we we say something like all religions are equal but that actually makes very little sense because for something to be equal you must be able to define what is a subjective let us say there's a mountain top and people are uh, trying to get to the mountain top and there are many different paths to get to the mountain top then we can make this thing that you know for somebody's one path may be more suitable somebody the other path may be more suitable but we have the same mountain top that we share that we are going to if the the destination itself is not the same or the understanding if it is not the same that cannot be considered a panth so <clears throat> this quest for happiness uh, is also a destination and that is addressed in many different ways in the different um, uh, happiness liberation enlightenment moksha these are kind of gradations of the same of the same quest umukshatva the, the desire for happiness so um shall we meditate and then we can take questions after the meditation maybe some questions will disappear in the meditation to aaram se baith jaiye और अपनी आंखें बंद कर लीजिए फाइंड अ कंफर्टेबल पोजिशन वेर यू कैन बी स्टिल फॉर अ शॉर्ट टाइम एंड आई ऑल्सो टर्न ऑफ माई वीडियो सो यू आर नॉट टेम्पटेड टू लुक एट मी जस्ट लिसन टू माई वॉइस सो सिटिंग इजिली एंड कंफर्टेबली आराम से बैठ कर बिकम अवेयर ऑफ द नॉइजेज अराउंड यू अपने परिसर में जो भी आवाजें हैं उन, उनको अपनी चेतना में लाए कोई गाड़ी चल रही है दूर कुछ लोगों की बातचीत हो रही है कुछ खटपट हो रही है घर की आवाज है कुछ बाहर से आवाज आ रही है वट एवर बी द नॉइजेस जैसी भी ध्वनिया हो उन सबको स्वीकार करें जस्ट एक्सेप्ट द नॉइजेस एज दे आर दे डोंट इंटरेस्ट अस एट दिस मोमेंट हमारी अभी उनमें रुचि नहीं है लेकिन उनको चलने दीजिए कोई उनसे राग द्वेष भी नहीं है taking a breath in and let go ek lambi gehri saans le aur chhod de become aware of your body apne sharir ki or sajag ho jaye your body is a precious gift from nature <coughs> from the divine aapka sharir bhi prabhu ki ek deen hai manav sharir manav janm durlabh hai 
ये हमें देन में मिला है भेंट में मिला है लव योर बॉडी डियरली अपने शरीर की ओर स्नेह की दृष्टि से देखें बिकम अवेयर ऑफ योर फीट पैरों की ओर सजग हो जाएं नीज घुटने थाइस जंगा जेनेटल्स कर्मेंद्रियां स्टमक पेट एब्डोमिन एंड चेस्ट छाती become aware of your hands heart become aware of your arms bowing become aware of your shoulders mode face move top of your head sir kaupuri bhav become aware of your entire body <coughs> the entire body पूरे शरीर की ओर सजग हो जाए पूरा शरीर you are now in harmony with your body aap apne pure sharir ke santulan mein hain
एक लंबी गहरी सांस ली और छोड़ दें कदीप ब्रेथिंग एंड लेट गो Become aware of your thoughts. अपने विचारों की ओर सजग हो जाएं. Good thoughts or bad thoughts. Become aware of them. जैसे भी विचार हो अच्छे बुरे उनके प्रति सजग हो जाएं जैसे एक नदी पर पत्ते बहते चले जा रहे हैं आपके विचार भी आ रहे हैं और चल रहे हैं लहरों की तरह उठते हैं और लुप्त हो जाते हैं विचार क्या है इसमें हमारी रुचि नहीं है और ना ही हम विचारों को रोकने की प्रयत्न कर रहे हैं केवल एक सजगता डू नॉट ट्राई टू स्टॉप द थॉट्स लेट देम कम Become aware of your thoughts. The buzzing of thoughts. Chain of thoughts. Random thoughts just arising. अपने विचारों के ओर सजग हो जाएं, विचार चलते रहें, यू आर नाउ इन हार्मनी विथ योर थॉट्स आप अपने विचारों के साथ समन्वय में हैं एक लंबी गहरी सांस लें और छोड़ दें Take a deep breath in and let go.
become aware of your feelings अपने भाव के प्रति सजग हो जाएं whether pleasant or unpleasant whatever be the feeling भाव जैसा भी हो सुखदाई अथवा दुखदाई उसके प्रति सजग हो जाए Do not resist your feelings. Let them be there. जो भी भाव है, उसे रोकने या बदलने का प्रयत्न ना करें। जैसे है, वैसे ही उसे स्वीकार करें। उसके प्रति सजग हो जाएं। Accept your feelings as they are. Becoming aware of your feelings. You are now in harmony with your feelings. आप अपने भावों के साथ समन्वय में हैं। You are peace and joy. This is your nature. शांति और सुख आपका स्वभाव ही है
letting go of all effort. Sab prayatna chhodkar apne apne aap mein viraje. शांति और सुख के अनुभव में स्वभाव में लेटिंग गो ऑफ ऑल एफर्ट रिपोज इन द सेल्फ And gently become aware of your feelings. Apne bhav ki or sajaz ho jai. Gently become aware of your thoughts, if any. Apne vicharon ke or sajad ho jai. Become aware of your body and surroundings. Apne shreer or vatavaran ki or sajag ho Loka samasta sukhino bhavantu Loka samasta sukhino bhavantu Loka samasta sukhino bhavantu Om shanti 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 and taking your own time whenever you're ready, you may gently open your eyes. Apna samelete away. बिना किसी जल्दी के आप आंखें खोल सकते हैं नमस्कार सब ध्यान में चले गए कोई बात नहीं तो अभी हमारा समय भी हो रहा है तो आ, अच्छा लगा आपको कुछ ये प्रश्न जो मैंने पूछे और हमारी संस्कृति के बारे में सो वी टॉक्ड अबाउट सम की क्वेश्चंस इन द हिंदू ट्रेडिशन इन द इंडियन ट्रेडिशन दीज आर क्वेश्चंस ऑफ ह्यूमन एग्जिस्टेंस दे आर क्वेश्चंस व्हिच आर सेंट्रल टू आवर नेचर दीज आर नाइदर रिलीजियस क्वेश्चन नॉर साइंटिफिक क्वेश्चंस but there are a question of real inquiry, real scientific inquiry that goes beyond what, hmm, what we are told. And real human quest, like the quest for happiness. So 
I can also invite you to, uh, I'm teaching this Art of Living course for the very first time. They actually have an online Art of Living course, which I am teaching next week uh, from April 17th through 19th. It's two and a half hours each day. You can join on Zoom. And the, uh, the link is grpr.in slash hp for happiness program. grpr.in slash hp. No, Rahul Happiness program. In this we teach the Sudarshan Kriya. Right now you just got a very small taste of the meditative practice. We teach a, a process called the Sudarshan Kriya, which is extremely powerful. And for me, it was very, very helpful in terms of my own health and uh, both emotional health as well as physical health. So, so then after I'd done it after many years, then I started to learn how to teach it and become a teacher. So I really, really highly recommend it. And even if you're following some other practice, that is completely fine. This will enhance uh, everything else you're doing. You don't have to leave your path, be on the path that you're on. But you can add this to your practice. And if you don't have a practice, I highly recommend having a practice because, you know, we all are very concerned about Hinduism, about Hindu tradition, all this. But we have to really ask, what is our practice? Because from sadhana is where the understanding of the tradition arises. Otherwise, we are just talking about it. We actually don't know what the rishis are saying. Um, so it's very, very important to be. It used to be said in the ancient uh, tradition that if you don't have a guru, if you don't have a path, you are worse than being an orphan. Jo, jiske paas guru nahi hai, apanth nahi hai, wo anath se uski buri halat hai. So that is a very important core part of, of our tradition. So highly, highly encourage you to do this. There's a question from Robin. Gandhi Pranam. मेरा प्रश्न केवल इतना था कि वर्षों से ध्यान करते हुए योग करते हुए क्या कभी ऐसी स्थिति भी आती है कि आप उस स्तर पर पहुंच जाते हैं कि आप सोचकर ध्यान नहीं कर रहे हैं आप अपनी दिनचर्या में लगे हैं और जैसे कि हमारे मैं भी कंप्यूटर साइंस के बैकग्राउंड से हूं तो हमारे यहां कहते हैं एक बैकग्राउंड थ्रेड होती है जैसे बैकग्राउंड तो वो दो दोनों प्रकार की चीजें हैं हमको दोनों प्रकार का ध्यान रखने की आवश्यकता है एक क्या है कि जो आपका अनुभव होता है और जो आपकी जागृति होती है वो थोड़ी-थोड़ी निरंतर हो जाती है यानी कि वो किस तरह से पता लगती है जैसे कि आपका रिएक्टिविटी है रिएक्शन टू अ सिचुएशन कम हो जाती है और रिएक्शन की जगह यू आर एबल टू रिस्पोंड टू अ सिचुएशन तो बटन नहीं दबता कि यार ये कुछ बोल दिया तो एकदम ऐसा हो गया तो वो आप ना बटन प्रूफ हो जाते हो लेकिन उसका हमको दूसरा पहलू भी ध्यान रखने की जरूरत है क्योंकि बहुत आसान है कि कोई जैसे अब मैं आर्ट ऑफ लिविंग का कोर्स पढ़ा रहा हूं या टीचर हूं कि अपने आप को समझ लेना कि मैं कोई बहुत ऊपर उठ गया हूं या कोई कहीं पहुंच गया हूं वो भी एक ट्रैप है है <laughs> ना तो दोनों चीजें साथ-साथ चलती हैं ये उसको स्वीकारना भी कि पथ पे रहने से इतने इतना हर्ष उल्लास सुख का अनुभव मिल रहा है और वो अनुभूति निरंतर भी रहती है लेकिन उसके साथ ये भी देखना कि हाँ अभी भी मुझे गुस्सा आ सकता है और गुस्सा आता है तो वो बल्कि एक मेरे और गुरु थे मैंने उनसे पूछा योगी थे बहुत साल बल्कि वो साल के थे पोलैंड से थे वो मैं उनको सियाटल में मिला उनसे मैंने पूछा था ये सवाल कि आपको गुस्सा आता है क्या तो उन्होंने मुझे बोला कि मुझे आता है लेकिन आपके और मेरे गुस्से में फर्क है मैंने कहा क्या फर्क है कह रहे जब आपका गुस्सा आता है तो आप उसको जैसे कि पत्थर पे लकीर होती है वैसी लकीर खींचते हो और जो मेरा गुस्सा है वो ऐसा कि जैसे पानी पर लकीर खींचते हो वैसा है जितने समय पानी पर लकीर रहती है उतने समय मेरा गुस्सा रहता है तो अभी हम क्या कहते हैं अभी हमारा हमारा हम छोड़ेंगे नहीं ऐसे सोचते हैं गुस्सा ऐसे करते हैं मैं तेरे जिंदगी भर माफ नहीं करूंगा तो वो क्या हो गया पत्थर पर लकीर हम खींच रहे हैं तो पत्थर से लकीर खींचते हुए फिर वो मिट्टी में लकीर आ जाती है रेत में लकीर आ जाती है और फिर 
पानी पर लकीर हो जाती है इस तरह से गुस्सा आता तो ये एक पूरा स्पेक्ट्रम है जी बहुत ही ज्ञानवर्धक रहा जैसे अभी कह रहे थे अनकॉन्शियस और कॉन्शियस मेडिटेशन में इसकी अगर मैं एनालॉजी एक लेमन की तरह इसको ऐसे एनालॉजी करूं कि जब मैं बचपन में घड़ी देखता था तो मेरे को पांच से गुना करना आठ देखना बहुत मुश्किल लगता था घड़ी पे टाइम और अब मैं बिना कोई प्रयत्न करे मैं समय पढ़ लेता हूँ मेडिटेशन में भी क्या ऐसी स्टेजेस आती है हाँ मुझे लगता है कि कुछ अभ्यास का अंतर पड़ता है जैसे कि ना योग सूत्र में बहुत मजेदार लिखा एक वाक्य है कि जो ये परिवर्तन आता है ये अभ्यास से आता है और अभ्यास किस प्रकार का हो अभ्यास दीर्घ समय तक बिना रुकावट के और पूरे लगन से सिंसियर प्रैक्टिस विद फुल अटेंशन फॉर अ लॉन्ग टाइम आज का जो ज्वलंत विषय है क्या हम इससे अपनी बॉडी इम्यूनिटी भी मेडिटेशन से बढ़ा सकते हैं और किस प्रकार से यानी उसमें भी अगर बिल्कुल एक बल्कि किसी ने मुझे फॉरवर्ड किया था मुझे उस स्पेसिफिक उसका वो नहीं कुछ वाइब्रेशनल लेवल एनालिसिस भी लोगों ने किया है लेकिन जो स्पेसिफिक बहुत है मेडिटेशन और खासकर जो सुदर्शन क्रिया है सुदर्शन क्रिया का इम्यूनिटी पे बहुत असर है और वो मैंने खुद भी अनुभव किया क्योंकि मैं जब बचपन में और बचपन में नहीं काफी आयु तक भी मैं बहुत जल्दी मुझे बीमार पड़ जाता था बहुत जल्दी मुझे जुकाम हो जाता था और क्रिया के अब मेरे को लगभग 10-15 साल से कर रहा हूँ तो उसमें बहुत अंतर आ गया मैं इतना ज्यादा ट्रेवल करता हूँ और बहुत सारा एक्सपोजर होता है एरोप्लेन की हवा को इसको तो वो जो मेरे बीमार पड़ने की प्रक्रिया थी वो बहुत कम हो गई है पहले से तो क्रिया में पहले मेरे को कुछ विश्वास भी नहीं होता था भी क्रिया से क्या होगा क्यों फर्क पड़ेगा किसी ने मेरे को बोला एक स्टूडेंट थे किसी का कैंसर रिमेशन हो गया क्रिया से तो मैंने कहा नहीं नहीं ये ये सब ऐसी लोग कहानियां बना रहे हैं क्यों होगा लेकिन बाद में मैंने पढ़ा कि आजकल कैंसर ट्रीटमेंट में एक ट्रीटमेंट है हाइपर ऑक्सीजनेशन वो ऑक्सीजन टेंट्स में लोगों को डाल रहे हैं और वो ऑक्सीजन टेंट्स में डालने से उनको उनको वो रिमिशन हो रहा है सो क्रिया इन सम सेंसेस इज इट्स ऑफ कोर्स इट्स इट्स अ मोर सटल प्रोसेस आल्सो लेकिन लेकिन क्रिया क्योंकि ब्रेथ बेस्ड है तो वो आपको सेलुलर लेवल पे वो बहुत आपको डोज दे रही है वो प्राण की ऑक्सीजन तो है ही और प्राण की डोज दे रही है और वो उस प्राण के रहने से ये कीटाणु उसको वहां पर रह नहीं सकते एब्सोल्युटली इम्यूनिटी के लिए सुदर्शन क्रिया करना बहुत ही लाभ लाभकारक है जी जी बहुत बहुत ही ज्ञानवर्धक रहा तो मेरे दो तीन सवाल एक्चुअली तो मैं लेट हो गया था थोड़ा तो स्टार्टिंग में जो आपने सवाल हिंदू ट्रेडिशन के लिए पूछे तो तो मुझे कुछ आइडिया नहीं तो अगर आप शेयर कर सकते हैं तो बहुत बढ़िया हो जाएगा हाँ हाँ तो तीन सवाल थे बहुत ही छोटे हैं तो बहुत ही आराम से शेयर हो जाएंगे दूसरा सवाल ये है कि जब भी मैंने तो विपासना मेडिटेशन किया है तो जब भी मैं मेडिटेशन स्टार्टिंग में करता था तो जो मेरा ईगो है वो बहुत मतलब ऐसा लगता था कि मैं सबसे बड़ा हूँ मतलब दूसरे लोगों को कुछ पता नहीं है मुझे ही सब पता है तो इसीलिए मैंने मेडिटेशन ही छोड़ दिया तो उसका क्या उपाय दे सकते आप नहीं वो तो वो तो ना एक एक वो क्रिया प्रतिक्रिया वो चलती रहती है जैसे कि मैंने आपको भी अभी उदाहरण दिया ना कि कुछ गुरु से मिला मुझे अब गुरु ने मुझे इतनी भी आशीर्वाद दे दिया कि मैं और लोगों को सिखा पाऊं ये हैप्पीनेस प्रोग्राम तो उसी में ईगो भी बढ़ सकता है कि देखो मैं टीचर बन गया हूं ठीक है और वो वो ईगो का बढ़ना भी स्वाभाविक है और उसको देखना भी कि ये देखो ईगो बढ़ रहा है तो जो अवेयरनेस है जागरूकता है उसका सबसे बड़ा एंटीडोट वही है एक जागरूकता और दूसरा सरलता नेचुरलनेस कि अपने आ यू नो अपनी ही कहानी को बढ़ा के और वो अपने मन के अंदर ही जो हम बनाते रहते हैं ना तो उससे हम अपने आप को पफअप कर लेते हैं जैसे 
so dropping the story dropping that story about ourselves and just become being natural being a normal person it's not ki bhi koi bahut teer maar liya hai ki maine meditation kar li it is actually making me simpler and more uh, more simple and down to earth rather than becoming some high flown person you know कुछ समय पहले संपदानंद मिश्र जी का एक वक्तव्य मैं देख रहा था तो उसमें उन्होंने बताया कि कैसे संस्कृत के श्लोकों और मंत्रों के उच्चारण से भी आपके शरीर में जो है वो कई प्रकार की शक्तियां जागृत होती हैं तो आपके आपका जो अनुभव रहा है अभी तक ध्यान और योग में क्या आपको भी ऐसा कोई अनुभव हुआ है जो मंत्र है ना उनका उपयोग है यानी कि मैं कोई मंत्र में कोई बहुत एक्सपर्ट नहीं हूँ लेकिन जैसे जब गुरुजी कराते हैं मेडिटेशन या उनकी वो होते हैं तो स्पेसिफिक मंत्र यूज करेंगे का प्रयोग होगा किसी किसी चीज के लिए तो मंत्र में शक्ति है इसमें तो बिल्कुल संकोच नहीं है कोई संदेह नहीं है कि कि मंत्र में बहुत शक्ति है और उसका प्रभाव पड़ता है वो उसका अनुभव तो है लेकिन उसके अंदर एक्सपर्टीज वो अलग बात है कि आपकी एक्सपर्टीज हो कि किस तरह से उसका प्रयोग कर पाए वो 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 सीखने की चीज लेकिन अगर कोई ज्ञानी है गुरु है जो मंत्र देते हैं बिल्कुल प्रभाव होता है और उसका अगर आप साइंटिफिक भी सोचें तो बहुत ही सिंपल उसके एक्सप्लेनेशन है हमको साइंस बोल रहा है आज कि हम वाइब्रेशन है राइट we are matter but matter is also a dual nature and we are a wave and a wave is a vibration so our nature is a, a vibration so if somebody has the specific knowledge to introduce certain vibrations that can that can uh, alter or make an impact on our vibrational qualities and so it is it is very it is very simple to understand why the mantras would work now of course it takes somebody with very high knowledge <laughs> to do that hai na jisko samajh hai mantra ki wohi wohi bata sakta hai ki kaun sa upyog hai mera question tha jo teesra question hum log discuss kar rahe the regarding happiness to uh-huh. happiness ko hum log kahan conclude kare jo hum log apne matlab apne sath bhi basically hum sab logo ke sath hi hota hai ki hamari kahin na kahin hum log satisfy hai negativity mein मतलब चीजें जो जैसे आसपास है कोई आर्ग्यू कर रहा है तो हम जब तक सेटिस्फाई नहीं होते जब तक उनको हम प्रॉपर आंसर ना कर दे तो कहीं ना कहीं ईगो सेटिस्फेक्शन इज द अदर फॉर्म ऑफ द हैप्पीनेस तो हाउ वी कैन मींस डिफ्रेंशिएट इन बिटवीन द रियल हैप्पीनेस एंड द फेक हैप्पीनेस जो जो श्रेयस और प्रेयस की बात की ना उससे उससे ये आता है सामने क्या कहते हैं कि प्रयास क्या है कि जो हमको थोड़े समय के लिए सुख देता है लेकिन बाद में दुखी करता है है ना हमने ईगो से आंसर कर दिया लेकिन बाद में कोई हमारा मित्र था वो खो गया हमसे या बाद में जो हमारा जो को वर्कर था उससे हमको नेगेटिव फीडबैक मिली कि उनसे काम करने में मजा नहीं आता तो जो प्रेयस है वो वो प्रेयस वैसा ही है प्रेयस में है कि आपको क्षण भर के लिए खुशी मिलती है देखो मैंने क्या जवाब दे दिया उसको लेकिन उसका उसका प्रभाव क्या हुआ उसके ऊपर वो हमने तब नहीं सोचा तो ये मेरे को श्रेयस और प्रेयस का बहुत ही सुंदर ये जो शब्द भी हैं बहुत ही सुंदर लगते हैं इस इसको समझने में कि कि ये क्या अंतर है दोनों में श्रेयस वो जो लंबे समय के लिए सुख देता है चाहे शुरू में कठिनाई भी हो और प्रेयस वो जो क्षण भर के लिए सुख देता है बाद में कठिनाई पैदा करता है